everybody it is a nice well, I don't know if it's a nice night but it's a night and I actually like rainy overcast spooky nights it, it, I feel like the everything around us is ionized it's charged up and it's very very good for indoor activities like tonight's broadcast we're here on the 16th of June 2022 and Rob is hanging out with us tonight. What's going on, Rob? It's different in here. It is, isn't it? Yes. It's good. D doesn't there feel like there's a little bit more of a, a flow? Absolutely. You could actually, when you walk in the front door, it's very noticeable. Not just because things are cleared out, but it, absolutely. We so took good a, on you. Took a lot of time. I mean, we just it, uh, but I it, I knew it had to happen, and I, I was feeling. I was feeling some, I don't know, it was like it was grabbing at me. Mm. So it's, it's, it felt uh, good. Imperative to clear out the uh, dead weight. Absolutely. The old, to refresh and renew. So that's good. Well, I'm, well on, your, on your end of things, people were, were uh, hoping that everything was all right. I had to keep telling them, you're fine. Better than fine. Rob is fine. Don't worry about it. But your Rangers had a good run. And I, uh, do you think that they're gonna they'll push it farther next year? Are they built for that kind of a thing? Or so they had a great run, and uh, the last game they ended up making a suicidal move, uh, lineup wise, and I almost was like rooting against them to like because like just from the karma wise of what how the team should be constructed now and going forward, it was an asinine and idiotic move, and. Uh, they're the youngest team, so certainly you have hope for the future. Um, but it was just a typical Rangers thing, is why we've seen one cup since 1940. And now Tampa Bay is going for three in a row, and they're an expansion team. It came out, they started in what, 92? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. I remember them and the Avalanche were added and all that stuff. Well, the Avalanche were Quebec. Oh, okay, but they, okay. they they relocated. So that's like that's almost like who uh, the Rangers were the who were the Texas Rangers prior to I forget the Washington Senators. Senators became the, the and then of course the the Twins was an expansion team or they well, were a might move be, too. Oh, maybe they were the Washington Senators. 
I forget. I forget yeah. what was expansion and what was just a move. Yeah. Right. right. Anyway. But, yeah. yes, yeah, so the Rangers, um, it was fun while it lasted, but that last game was put a bad taste in my mouth. It was a very Ranger-esque thing to do. There was a chance to actually, because they had one guy hurt, sit him. They played him. He couldn't even skate. He's going to be gone anyway. He's a free agent. Um, and you could have bumped up one of their promising young players, and instead they scratched him. It was just asinine. It's just a Ranger thing to do. Well, I know what you mean by th- th- having that feeling of I'm actually rooting against you now. I can't tell you how many times I've done that for the Cowboys. <laughs> where I, I, I look at them and I, I root I, against the Cowboys, too. I know. <laughs> but, so, but, but many a times I, many a time I do as well because I just, when something happens that I just look at it, I'm like, you're, you're so fucking pathetic. I yeah. want you to lose right now. And then I, I take, I just revel in it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, listen, sports are what they are, right? We all know. It's just... <laughs> Bad. You know, you don't want to be too, uh, but it's good. Bread and circuses, all of that. However, you can see, like, you know, like I said, the karma of things. Like that first round against Pittsburgh, I knew. I knew, like, they, okay, okay, they got to come back, another one. And then against Carolina, who, you know, was a better record and was probably a better team. And they won in seven games. Mm. And it's just, you saw the way things were fitting. And I was like, oh, they could do this. They, I, I thought they could definitely make a run with the cup, especially because their goalie's phenomenal. And then what they did in this Tampa series, it was just like, oh, I mean, I get it. They were out of gas, but they made just an, just a typical Ranger move. Well, they fought hard, so. Well, they did, yeah, yeah. They were a good team to root for. You know, they had good character. The good stuff of sports, right? Well, at least you still have the Yankees. And not for anything, but I've been so focused on the Rangers. I have, and then it's like quietly, I mean, I guess not so quietly, but in my world, quietly, Aaron Judge has yeah. really made himself a lot of money this year, right? And, oh, 25 home runs now. Yeah. But let me tell you something about this that, that really ticked me off last night. It wasn't anything to do with the, the Yankees organization, although they have shown to be uh, bumbling, woke n- uh, assholes oh, as well. Yeah. But I w- they won again last night, won four to three against the uh, uh, the, the the Rays now mm-hmm. who are in on, in town, and that made a historic 16 games in a row at home. That the Yankees have not done that in, I mean, we're talking decades. Right now, they um, went on. I saw this Brian Hotch guy, Brian Hawk, Brian Hotch. I don't know. He works for MLB.com, and I just got a. This headline went by my my dash, and I, I picked it up because it was about the Yankees' historic start here. They got 46 mm-hmm. wins and, you know, the first however many games. And I could not believe that they that he did this. He was so, so had to do this. He compared it that it was the first, it was the hottest streak or the hottest start since integration to blah, 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 and then went through all of the, re- the, the teams, you know, 1957 this and 1967 Orioles or blah, 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 and, and how great their starts were. I said, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. This is the hottest streak into great. It, what the hell does racial <laughs> integration have to do this with that? put it out there. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. That's okay. I had to suffer through uh, hockey pride, whatever. Where they had like uh, rainbow, you know, stuff in the pregame and everything. Like, we want everybody to play hockey. And it's like, okay, like, come on, can't we just? I mean, nothing is as bad as the NFL. No, 
as much as we, I could, you could bitch about this in baseball, and, and baseball does, and all of them, but the NFL is above and beyond with the wokeness. And, oh, and the NBA. And the NBA, right. But uh, yes, that's true. I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, and then, I don't know. I mean, I like the Knicks, but as far as like, I can't like just watch a basketball game. Well, was, l- l- Nick's good, I can. But the the guy, Steve Kerr, is the most insufferable person ever. Yeah. That's the guy that we were, we were with Golden State? Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the whole thing with the gun control. And, right. You know, just virtue signals with the mask. Everything. You know, and it was very anti-Trump. You know, he, he got his marching orders. Whatever. Well, I, um, I, I, I borrowed the Disney Plus password from someone I know so I can I can peek in on this uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi thing okay and so since I you know it doesn't wrap up until next week and at which time I'll just log out because I don't I don't need it and all that but I went since I was on it I said you know what I want to see the opening the beginning of Aladdin again you know Robin Williams uh, I've never seen Aladdin before yeah well I I just remember that was so big 1993 or 4 when we were that age third fourth grade it came out it was so big i mean a- a- anytime we went on a on a trip for the next three years if it was a school trip and everybody's in a school bus the girls are in the back singing a, a whole new world it's it just we hated it but i wanted to see the opening because it's you know another robin williams character on the camel and all that shit and before the opening got started I was met with this and i took a screenshot in case it came up tonight since we're talking about wokeness listen to this this is what I came face to face with this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures this cartoon <laughs> okay these stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now well rather than remove this content we want to acknowledge its harmful impact learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together this is Aladdin th- th- this is the beginning of Aladdin what does it say in the beginning of uh, heckle and Jekyll I don't know oh, I don't know <laughs> I mean seriously I, I, obviously, Dumbo has it. Uh, <laughs> I think Pocahontas has it. But, you know, I've actually heard somebody, uh, one reason why some people complained about uh, Disney's Pocahontas, even though I don't think I ever watched it any, any more than, like, once or twice in my life. But um, but it was actually kind of reasonable because they were talking about how there was just this um, forced relationship between Pocahontas and John Smith like they like there was this this love this blossoming love it wasn't really like that it was more of a I I don't know (laughs) if that's really the case then whatever but everything else uh, Lady and the Tramp because the Siamese cats Oh, because of the yeah shit like that this death Disney is committed what do they say about the song of the south that's another one I don't know if he's even on there they could never those their heads would explode Disney's committed to creating stories and inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of human experience around the globe. I wanted to just, I, I said, I looked at Lauren, I said, did you, can you fucking believe this? <laughs> Aladdin. Like I said, I've never seen Aladdin, but I don't think that it's... They might as well have said, are you sure you want to watch this? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Why, my God. Like, like you're about to watch somebody read Mein Kampf <laughs> or something like that. It's Aladdin. We had in, when I was in high school, in like uh, the reading list, like you had, you had certain assigned 
material, but mm. then you also had another list which you can go off of, and it was like a point system. So like if whatever, if you read like a like a remedial book, you only got like one point. If you read a, a a higher book that was a little bit more intricate, you get more. And then by the end of the semester, you had to have a certain amount of points. Mein Kampf was on the list. And of course, there was like if you selected that, it was, you know, the you're, you're reading, the, uh, you know, the the diary of of, of a madman, like yeah. uh, <laughs> to quote Ozzy Osbourne. Um, but it was it, it was you know it was uncensored and that was okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it wasn't anything like it wasn't anything radioactive to us. We no. we understood. Uh, you know who who produced it? We read Huckleberry Finn in seventh grade. I think it was. They could never have that now. And it's sad because Mark Twain is is the beginning of modern American writing, and and, and mm. as far as humor and as far oh, as I mean, it's incredible writing. Anybody out there, if you're looking for something to read during the summertime, you can find really awesome collections, complete collections of Mark Twain. Um, on you know various places for a, a lot of I mean you can get used ones read Mark Twain <laughs> just don't read the the stuff at the end otherwise you might get a little disillusioned at, well, at the end of what his life oh oh toward yeah when he's the mysterious very... stranger one of, that was another one it was a you know collection of short stories but it's one of the last short stories um that's a great one however his view on humanity is somewhat jaded by the yes. time he's at the end, but a great, great short story. I guess that's a big question. How do you become, how do you, how do you insulate yourself from becoming completely jaded after a lifetime of seeing? <laughs> yeah, don't ask him or Hemingway. I know. Well, <laughs> Hemingway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hemingway is another tragic figure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, that's, that's something that everybody's really really going with hey you want to know something before we go on to our main course of tonight it's 710 so we have five minutes here's a little something to put some wonder back into you now this picture started getting around on the internet i don't know if you might have seen it um there it is right there somebody some somebody took some picture of these sprites that that popped up in the sky and uh, i don't know if you don't know ladies and gentlemen what sprites are there are these pretty much high altitude red orangey electric discharges like lightning that that take place above storm clouds and i looked into this a little bit because then some people were threading about it and they said that these have been seen for centuries but were only photographed for the first time in 1994 and now you see these brilliant red veins in the sky that are so high up there in altitude and i think about this and i think about ball lightning you ever mm -hmm. see a see ball lightning absolutely captured. now you see that the most famous recent one is that one on the uh train tracks crossing the train tracks may or may not be like some sentient <laughs> energy that's <laughs> going across exactly that's, that's what, what it looks like when I'm, anyway when you consider that or this mm -hmm. i believe that these are great examples of just how easy it was to create folklore and urban legends thousands of years ago you see this and damn mm-hmm I mean, ball lightning looks like you're being visited by an entity of some sort. No, I mean, sort. that la that one, the video on the tracks, I mean, just the way it moves, it really looks like there's some intelligence behind it as it just goes across. Yeah, I've seen some people say it's not real, but I know the phenomenon right, is right. real. The phenomenon, right. Absolutely is. 
Um, that's been that's been the case for a, a long, long time. Um, one last thing, a few people. Here's the from StudyFinds.com. I thought it was interesting because I know that you are tuned into the economy, Rob. Am few, I? Yeah. Few people <laughs> want to become billionaires, says StudyFinds, which may help save the planet. Well, um, I, I don't know how many people in my life want to be billionaires. I think most people just want to not be frightened. That's most... Uh, seriously, I, I don't know anybody who needs to be a billionaire, but... Here's another little study for you, or a result. 36% of people making $100,000 are living paycheck to paycheck right now. Yeah. Chris and I were just talking about this, um, especially around here, right? Everybody's all leveraged and whatever, and there's that sense of keeping up with the Joneses, um, how people have where you have two very affluent places just on either side of where we are right now. And, and it's really all of Westchester, but even cream of the crop over there. Um, and people are, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. Like you just said, on 100,000, I've heard stories of people living paycheck to paycheck on 250,000. I mean, they're making greed necessary to survive. Right. Everybody talking about you don't need to be a billionaire. We need to limit, you know, we have to, but look at what's happening right now. Well, there's, uh, there's a lot of things happening right now. Yes. Yeah, financially. Yes, indeed. But we have plenty to talk about tonight. I think we might just open up the call, the lines, see what's going on. I have this Leo Zagami article from a couple of weeks ago, uh, pretty much talking about how we are six years after now the occult ceremony at Gothard Base Tunnel in Switzerland. And I figured that might be good for tonight, only because you and I have watched that video and stopped it and made it, you know, we were analyzing that since back in the old studio. Um, but... Anywho, there's plenty of places to go, and Frank and Jim Zell are going to jump in for another creepy, heart-stopping update on this Utah situation in the second half. So we'll see where it happens. And, and then when we get back from break right now, we are going to figure out who won the raffle last night. Rob is going to pull out the name. Lauren wrote out the names tonight, so uh, it's a little bit neater than my, my handwriting from a couple of weeks ago. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gents. We're just settling in. This is Max Ancaparato at 12,060 feet. You can get as high as I am by watching the Quite Frankly podcast. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Legends. 
Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. It is, quite frankly, the pre-show is then. This is now, and... Um, Another good middle school book. The, the what? That was then, this is now. I never read that. Well, you should go take a time machine and go back to eighth grade, and you'll enjoy it. Oh, wait, the only time it... <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, I'm, it might be good now, too. What That's a funny time. That's a funny that thing to consider. That was then, this is now. This is like a, a literary hour today. Well, you know, I would love to do that more. <laughs> I, I've been doing the book club on Friday nights, and that Let's has a discussion of eighth grade books. <laughs> we could. Yeah. Well, I, I, I definitely want to make Thursday nights a part of, quite frankly, film club. I don't know how like the, the bigger thing can be. It can be maybe on a weekend thing there, too. We can do it more than just... A, I don't know, it doesn't have to be on a set schedule. We can do it more than other times because it's easy to sit down and watch a film. To, to read a book, that takes a couple of days, at least for some people. But, uh, but we gotta, we got to put together a short list of some great films and watch them and pick things apart and come to with themes and character arcs. You know, what, re what is relevant in today's culture? And I think that'd be great. Maybe we can watch Mein Kampf. <laughs> Did anybody produce they that? The live action version. <laughs> the live action. Could Disney? couldn't do that now. We can get Disney yeah. to do live action <laughs> with like lions and tigers or something. Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf starring Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> A reimagining. A reimagining. Oh, jeez. Well, waltzing through. It is fun. You, you know, did you, I was reading about this, talking about lore and creepiness and just other weird specialized little kitschy places around the country. Did you know that there is a town in New York that is known as Psychic Town USA? Yeah. Lily? Like Lily. I haven't been there. You've been there? Yeah. Shit, I didn't know Kristen about this. Kristen and I went there. Absolutely. I was going to ask if you and Krista would go to a place like this. Been there, done that. So tell... Got uh, the reading, got the shirt, all of it. Oh, well, yeah. I don't think we got a shirt, but yeah, for sure. What the hell is this? Uh, let me bring it up again, because this was sent to me a while ago. I didn't know when I was going to use it. Uh, yeah, I, I had seen the... Uh, Lilydale. HBO did like a special on it a while ago, and Krista had already been there. And we were in... Uh, we were a friend of hers um, we were in a, a lake in Pennsylvania and then it was like oh let's cut across and you know I mean she's like the master planner she's like we could go to Lilydale it's like yeah let's do it so is that the first time she had been to Lilydale no 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 she had been there before it's the first time I went there so is this nestled like right along the the New York Pennsylvania border because I said no, no I wouldn't say that it says southwestern corner of New York so yeah, I mean I guess I mean like I said it was from where we were it was like, it was, you know, as we were going, taking a tour of our beautiful country, uh, we stopped there. So it's seven hours outside of New York City. It's a 142-year-old spiritualist community. Is literally everybody there some kind of a medium or a Reiki it's just, master? It's just like every house is just, yeah. So then what is the local economy based on? People coming in to get readings? Because they're not going to get do readings and then, you know, selling dream catchers and <laughs> stuff like that. Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> that must be you very, know, very low property taxes. Four dollars bottles of Sprite, yeah, that sort of thing. Wow, I have to imagine that it was good. It was, it was cool. Did you it, stay the night, or did you? We stayed outside of there. I wasn't staying like in the town. Okay. All right. So that so I had to imagine the people that were very agreeable. What? Every, yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. 
they aren't like they do like a thing where like you just you just show up and like uh, I think what was it called inspiration stump where like they have a psychic come up there and just boom picks people out of the thing I'm getting I'm getting this from you blah 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 do you mind and so we go there and the first one is she just woman's like to me she was like you and blah blah somebody's coming through and I will say this I didn't say anything right I was like yeah absolutely I'll whatever reading definitely nailed it she did oh yeah oh yeah and then then like later on uh and then krista too twice and then she actually she had mentioned one of the psychics had mentioned something even about like krista's dog that had passed that was like really on point you know it was so something to be said for it for sure okay this came up recently I mean, maybe maybe Lilydale can actually provide the next White House press secretary because <laughs> yeah. uh, they they need <laughs> they need some kind of uh, guidance over there. Yeah, that's hilarious. But uh, it came up recently. You know, there was another whistleblower from from Google that came forward with concerns that the AI that had been rolled out for customer service has become sentient, and it was like a seven or eight year old uh, intelligence or whatever. And I I asked the question. Because I asked the question, at what point would you would you um, come to the conclusion that you were talking to a sentient AI? Like, what 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 would they have to say to believe that this is a a new breed of whatever? And I and I said it has to be something along the lines of psychic people with psychic powers. You know, there are a lot of people out there who who have walked into a interaction with a medium or something completely do not believe in any kind of extrasensory talents that a person could have but there has to be there are there's often something that will make them stop and consider whoa mm-hmm. you know what what do you think that what do you think that is what do i think what is what what is that line is it is it something that's just personal it's it something personal health that cannot be generalized i mean people are always going through loss now, what is it you think is it just nailing your personality after with without being speaking to somebody to have I mean I, I mean I could just the the when I was there the the, the woman picked me out of the crowd just and then and like basically was like this person because they're like a medium so they're talking to people that are on the other side right mm-hmm. and so it would be the most recent person in my family who passed nailed their personality their character and as what they wanted to say to me and specifically what you know what my I guess I needed to handle hmm. in life or or wasn't handling that's so I mean I was like oh, that's kind of accurate I mean you know I'm going to be honest at least and of something. course I have that propensity to, to like you know I, I, I like that sort of stuff we went there, right? right. I wasn't going to be like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. I was, I was like, Krista was like, yeah, we go to Lilydale. I was like, yeah, I'll check it out, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. There was stuff there where we're both giving each other the eye, like, <laughs> like all right, come on. Yeah. But, um, and we had even individual readings. This was just something you just sit in the thing in, like, the forest, and they, some people pick you out. There's, like, a whole crowd, and you don't get picked out, or some people do, and the individual ones, you know, um, maybe wasn't that great. You know the one you pay for. Yeah, maybe wasn't so so, so much. The, the, so the free the the, the free the ones. Free, the this, is one, this was free. We sat down. We're sitting on a bench, and she's just like, "I'm getting you know, 
I had like my sunglasses on my uh, shirt. She's like, young man with the sunglasses, is it okay if we, and I'm like, shoot, go. And then proceeded to say something that was, you know, very accurate. And then I think Krista was, uh, you know, somebody, it was maybe a little bit different. It was like, I'm getting this, this, does this resonate with anybody? So maybe like you see like, what was that show with that guy? Where he would do like these cold readings, and it was like, yo, this is a technique. Uh, yeah, I forget the guy's right? name. Right? South Park goofed on him goofed a lot. Goofed on him, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I guess it is what it is. Um, you know, it, it seemed, uh, all I could say is this. The one that she did for me personally, she picked me out of a crowd. She na- nailed it. Like, just wasn't even like, I mean, it was specific. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't somebody that, I was really close with within my family, but I would say the most recent one that passed, passed, and nailed his personality, nailed it like part like just boom. It was like there was no doubt who she was speaking of, and then what he, the message that he wanted to deliver was accurate. You know, it was like if I'm going to be honest, like yeah, that's that's true. I remember something like that happening but i don't remember anything that was told to me because it's so many years ago now i went to a group reading probably around 2008 it was on halloween night Mm -hmm. in like the mohegan lake area up uh okay up upstate a little bit more in putnam valley around there and i remember something along the lines of of me being convinced that it was my father's father Mm -hmm. who i never met Hmm. Well, I never met, uh, you know, my namesake, of course, but my father's father. And I, I've, I've forgotten everything from that, that time period because, of course, I was, you know, who I was dating at the time was into. That's how I learned about um, archetypes and all that other stuff. And uh, I mean, there's a whole I feel like there's the, the whole economy up by peak skill is just all like quartz crystal salesmen <laughs> and you know it's that whole area yeah. it's just coffee and trinkets coffee and trinkets that's true yes <laughs> so uh, uh, that's just that's just what it was too and crack there's crack there's always a balance of crack yeah, yeah crack man man oh man so much going on um uh did, did you want to see 10,000 10,000 over crack overdose cows. <laughs> this no. is go- yeah, yeah, you you had to have heard of this. Of course. This, this is some of the images coming out of Kansas right now. Those are all cows that have just turned up dead mm-hmm. at the same exact time. And it has now t- they have tallied this up near somewhere near 10,000. Is it that many? Yeah. Cuz I when reading about this, I thought there was two incidences. In Kansas and Nebraska, one was three. And this incident itself was 3,000. Yeah. Now, I would have liked to have seen video as they, you know, when they first went there. Because that's, they've already, somebody else, when I saw this, they pointed out, you could see the tracks, right? So... That's like you know whatever forklift or whatever they had used to put them there, and then well at the end there is a forklift, right? So I mean they had to have yeah that's what they're doing. So right there you go. You don't even have to see the tracks. It's right there. I mean that this is insane. This is so because you know in a vacuum it's a weird occurrence. Wow, that's strange. You know, put it on one of those uh, History Channel shows or whatever. But it's not in a vacuum here because we see we've had processing plants 
have have you seen the list since I think it's about November? It's enormous. It's insane. And and dude, uh, the list of the the fires is one thing. Uh, Jason Burmis was on again the other night. He said and and he brought up again stressed. We have two incidents of planes now that have crashed into military these plane. Yeah, yeah. Well, but oh, no, no, no. But, I thought you were talking about those other that, that other thing. Right? That was the one where they thought it was nuclear. Right, right. Uh, yeah, but there's two Outside planes. Of San Diego. Yeah, right. That was. So you have that, and then on top of that, as we were talking about before with all the chickens, it, right. we are in the tens of millions of now. Yes. And they're, and they're killing them because they, they've tested ne- positive on these PCR tests. Right. Right. So we, we have th- this type of thing. So just yesterday, I went to the spot where I get my eggs. The guy over here, you know, it's the closest place that we could get chicken eggs. Because there's, you're not going to get closer than right there, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were just doing eggs for winter, and then tomorrow is the first day he's going to open up. So it's a farm, right? So he's like, oh, come on in, and talking with him, right? And so I've got to know him for a little bit, and I eat a lot of eggs every day. So, you know, they get a lot of eggs. And he has a thing on the wall, and it says, says you know we're celebrating our 70th year this year so it's a picture from when they first opened 1952 farm stand and he's like i was seven years old in that uh you know when that picture was taken wow. so that was his father opened it and he's taken it over so he's been there for 70 years because he was you know doing whatever at seven years old there and uh he said to me he goes no nah, i don't know you know he's like is, do you blame biden do you blame the oil companies he goes, I got two tractors. It's on empty. This one. The, the, this other one over here is just putt, putt, putt. So he's like, you know, a gas can of diesel. It's like $80, 80-something dollars. So you think about it. It's not just that we're getting screwed on gas prices, right? It's not just animals are dropping dead. Fertilizer, somehow because of uh, Putin, now fertilizer is an issue. But the the price of diesel for the farm equipment. So what's happening? D- this diesel. isn't a coordinated attack. Diesel's on the over food seven. Supply. I it's, know it's over seven dollars a gallon. <sighs> I, I my my heart jumped into my throat because I thought it was regular, and then I said, "Oh, oh, it's the diesel price." Thank oh, God. Yeah, thank God. Except yeah, guess 50. what? You're paying one way or the other. I know, I know, because <laughs> I mean that's all that goes into your food costs. Yeah. You know, right. and they just don't under. This is the same insanity of people. Uh, people just don't understand the chain reaction of this kind of stuff. When they say, "Oh, we want fifteen dollar minimum wage," that's okay. Well, that's that is going to go into everything, including your right. rent, your everything. Right, right. So, it, but it, this is this is the food supply. This is the food supply. Um, and then when I saw this one, it brought back some other posts that uh, people had saved and then put back from even in the beginning of 2020 where uh, feds came in and were just paying astronomical prices for dairy farms and cows. Like people just were like, uh, you know, I got a farmer, blah, 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 here's the text, bought out. And it was the feds next day. Paid, paid that day, showed up the, the next day, 100 cows on they take them so you know they were like well, what's going on and then some of these threads were saying that like these are these were you know farmers that had you know state contracts so like they were doing good 
And so to even be bought out on the feds was like, you know, they must have been given, some of them were saying like, it was like the deal was like a seven figure deal. So you, you see what's been going on. And who's going to get that meat too? Where does it go? Where does it go? What's going on? It's it's going three miles underground. Yeah, exactly. They're putting it in the tunnel at the bottom of, uh, (laughs) you know, wherever. They put it on the uh, bullet train to... And you think about this, too, because what you're you're describing here is something that is so vital for people to understand that because of the unwillingness, because of the deliberate nature of slicing our throats of energy production here at home... Right. If, if only, like, let's say that this war in Ukraine was legit, okay? Let's say that this is legit, because even though they want everybody um, trying to trying to stick it to Putin right now, as we were reading last night, on the low, the the Biden administration is trying to get people to start quietly interacting with Russia, with fertilizer and everything else, again, quietly keeping relationships semi-warm, because they know that all this all this these sanctions did nothing but destroy the West. So right. if we had domestic oil and energy production at a rate where we can be independent like we were just a couple of years ago, then all of that gas, we, can, we don't have to worry about food production. We can feed the world with what we can do here. If we just empowered local farmers, right. making sure that they can actually run their tractors right. because they don't have to. This is the whole. Did you see what ExxonMobil said today to President Biden? I didn't. I just caught the uh, just caught the blurb. I didn't see the whole thing, but I know it was basically you know. Listen to this. They said this. This is, just came out today, um, or it's making it the rounds today. It's the sixteenth. ExxonMobil yesterday, the fifteenth, said the following: We have been in regular contact with the administration to update the president and his staff on how ExxonMobil has been investing more than any other company to develop U.S. oil and gas supplies. This includes investments in the U.S. for of more than fifty billion dollars over the past five years, resulting in an almost fifty percent increase in our U.S. production of oil during this period. Globally, we've invested double what we've earned over the past five years. That's $118 billion on new oil and gas supplies compared to the net income of the $55 billion. Um, This is a reflection of the company's long-term growth strategy and our commitment to continuously investing to meet society's demand for our products. Now, these last two two, um, sections are, are pretty key here. Diplomatically, just, you know, throwing a barb. Specific to refining capacity in the U.S., we've been investing through the downturn to increase refining capacity to process U.S. light crude by about 250,000 barrels per day, the equivalent of adding new medium-sized refinery. We keep investing even during the pandemic when we lost more than $20 billion and had to borrow more than $30 billion to maintain investment to increase capacity to be ready for post-pandemic demand. In the short term, the U.S. government could enact measures often used in emergencies following hurricanes or other supply disruptions, such as waivers of Jones Act provisions and some fuel specifications to increase supplies. Longer term, uh, longer term, government can promote investment through clear and consistent policy that supports U.S. resource development, such as regular and predictable lease sales, as well as streamlining regulatory approval and support for infrastructure such as pipelines. Therefore, pretty much you're saying, uh, let's, let's be, we, can, we can stop this in an instant. Right. Flip the switch, we can stop this in an instant. It's not right. just Keystone, that's just the, the one that gets most of the attention. Right. No, I mean, it, 
what I was saying. It's a coordinated attack. War in Ukraine. And didn't he uh, approve another billion dollars? 1.2. Oh, yeah. Throw another 200 million. Good. Uh, <laughs> give or take. 200 million dollars. Send it over. That's, that's, the, that's to uh, the, the 200 million dollars extra was to make sure that they have a good um, com- community theater program and drag, drag hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's true. I mean, it, what, what's the objective here? Right? So things are being when people are hungry what happens now do they flip out absolutely right but also if the economy crashes seems like it's happening right the fed's doing stuff and they announced they're going to do even more people can't eat people can't travel people can't you know do what they uh, have been doing and we look at the model here that seems what what system has the most control well you look over to china and and that social credit stuff i mean did you see the thing where there was like a bank run and they were going to organize against the bank run and then their health score went red went red gotta go home you guys oh look at their phone i can't be here right because you'll just be taken and you're gone So that's not the model that's being implemented or that they're at least going. You know they're playing the long game. So it's agenda 2030. It's 2022. Look how much insanity and change we've seen in the past two years. Okay? Think of it as two years ago from last month where we saw the country lit on fire, literally lit on fire. The would-be vice president saying who who by the way within her own party had like a one (laughs) percent approval rating right became the vice president actually campaigning for them to be let out bail free Mm -hmm. right all these various uh judges that have been put in place and and then uh something about that election in 2020 and uh might might not add up you know right and, oh, pandemic, right? All of this. All of this insanity that we've seen in, in two years, right? So multiply that by four in eight years, 2030. This thing, this structure already exists in China. This is not, this is not Blade Runner or some like dystopian sci-fi conspiracy theory. It already exists. Yeah. And how many people are, are over there in China that are under it? Okay? So, yeah, we have... We're different people here. Okay? We have... I've talked about it before. Like, how is this, you know... Well, China's been subjugated and the people have been subjugated for longer than our calendar even goes. Okay? So, this is something that's been for a very, very long time. And so, a little different over here. Right? But, can we say we have the same attitudes as just in the... 1700s, 1800s, Mm-mm. even all the way down. No, right? Things, uh, attitude has changed uh, because focus has been shifted, and values we were, and we have were, been subverted. And we were prosperous for a long time. Yeah, we got you know, fat. That's for sure. Fat and fat and lazy. Yeah, that's just. But a, with the, and the value system has been eroded. Yep. 
So, hello? They're attacking the food. So, I don't know. Oh, and it, coincidentally, too, is there something going on with what? the guns, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So, is this not a multi-pronged assault that we've seen? We've talked about this, this cycle. Before. It's like this. It's like a like watching Wheel of Fortune. Well, it really is the Wheel of Fortune. Instead of bankrupt and a trip to Hawaii and everything else, it's just the same five or six wedge issues that come up. Maybe it's a little bit more than just by chance. Obviously, they like to keep things fresh. But that's just where we are I, right now. I don't even think they like to keep it that fresh. I think the playbook's pretty tired. I, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I I well, it's you know, it's I, the people who are keep uh, participating in it they're being offered this form of retardation and people keep indulging in it that's the problem dude I, I was talking about it last night uh, in the opening before I called up Chris Ann Hall when I was talking about how they're uh, once again with, with this war in Ukraine and, and our involvement in it and how now the, the certain people in the Biden administration are trying to are trying, I guess maybe it's just a strategic mea culpa so that it, since this is all obviously we're working toward what they believe to be a dire need of a reset around the world. So they don't actually care that these sanctions are destroying us, destroying our sovereign and destroying everything because that's part of the plan, as you said. But perhaps along the way, really, the, the, the real thing here is how do we maintain control into the next iteration of the con? And that is... Well, we had the best of intentions. We we're just trying to do the right thing, but you know, it was a big blunder, and we we fouled up a little bit. Don't worry, we'll get it right next time. Still, those people, those people who are selling this nonsense to us about war, and are also once again, like you said, killing this culture. I took Lauren and Aurora to the boardwalk yesterday after, or or two days, whatever the hell it was, after I finished writing. And I, uh, it was nice outside. It was really warm. It's like, let's go. And we had a couple hours until I had to go to the studio. So let's do that. On the way over there, on the way over there to the beach, it was just every million-dollar estate, either the Ukraine flag or the gay flag or yeah, both of them at once. Yeah. Then I get, I get into Playland, and one of the official flagpoles right there by where Seaside Johnny's was got the gay flag up on the flagpole, and then all along the grass... There was at least three or four, you know, yard signs that were um, that were uh, advertising the upcoming Juneteenth Juneteenth celebration. This is in the park. Yes, the town park. Yes, Juneteenth celebration coming up. They and they're going to start the celebration. They're going to meet at I guess the old uh, the old uh, I don't know. I, I think it was in Greenwood Cemetery where okay. they have the slave. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, that's. I mean, it, it is the. It just consumed everything. Yeah, consumed. Wow. Then you get home and you you, you just wa you're curious about the opening of Aladdin and you get slapped in the face <laughs> with that. It's one thing. I'm just tired. Yeah, tired of it. So that's. I know. I know. And that's and that's part of the the deal too is to to wear your ass out. And then you got nothing, right? So there there needs to be a, a resolve that's cultivated. And that's you're somebody that's been paying attention and that tries to understand and process all of the, the stuff that's going on. The regular person, it doesn't even take that much to be like, ah, forget it. Yeah. That's what I mean when you said all of this stuff. Well, where do these people go? Are they just the next iteration of, of what when this thing fails? 
I don't even first off I don't think they're that even aware like it's just you got to understand the, the nature of their mind but I don't think they care because what's already been dis shown is that there is no accountability whatsoever I mean ultimately there's always accountability you know whether it's in this world or the next but that's not how they're living life and uh, I don't think that well what do I think I think that it's a, I, ne I didn't think it would degrade this much and this so ridiculously out in the open, you know, stupid me, you know, idealistic me thought that, well, there's enough aware people that will bring the, okay, everybody, but here we are. It is what it is. Yeah. So. We, we shaved a little off the top, but I think I think that yeah. this is pretty much yeah, what yeah. the teams are. This, this, is, this is what the teams <laughs> oh, are. Oh, certainly, you know, the definitely the, uh, the the battle of lines have been drawn, and you're you are where you are. So, well, hey, here's a here's a guy talk about this world or the next. We were talking about this here too, and where we are, where we're going. You mentioned 2030. They always bring up 2030 wherever you see these people getting together, these mm -hmm. these weirdos. But I guess one good thing is that it was it was 2021 too, and that didn't work. Well, 2021 was the agenda. Yeah, I mean that that was the agenda being set. Right. Um, they wanted to have it, but there was more along the lines. Remember, like 2015, that was, or or even was, before that, 2012. Yeah. I think, you know, I forget. 2021 was, was more. Twenty-one, thirty, and fifty are yeah. the are the big are the uh, yeah. the progressive like the yeah. uh, the timeline there. Twenty-one, thirty, and fifty. I forgot what the what it was from time from point to point there, but um, but it's just it's just nuts. According to Deagle, according to the Deagle, which I saw that somebody resurrected the the Deagle predictions for twenty twenty-five, where we're going to be population. Yeah, where where we go from like we go from three hundred twenty down to 90 million mm. over 60 percent or right. gone but they they attributed that to the <laughs> huge financial collapse and migration right the the streets are no longer paved with gold and it's better to stay in uh central america yeah well who stays though because i can i can i can deal with a little bit uh with a little bit less uh it, you know sometimes can, less is more yeah but who who stays with us you know, I would love for a lot of the problems uh, this country have to to go to Central South America and Europe. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. If this, if we went down to ninety million people again, ninety million, a, a tight ninety, a tight a good, a good ninety million. Everybody's cool <laughs> with each other. Yeah. Barbecue and yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely down with that. Yeah, I'll make light of that one. Here, here, here. We <laughs> so we have a couple of minutes before. We hit the top of the hour. I think we can do this. I'll just jump around. This is from May 15th. It's not that long. From Leo Zagami's site. Six years after the occult ceremony of the Gothard Pass Tunnel, the Gothard Base Tunnel, Switzerland, will finally uh, finalize its diabolical plan with the World Economic Forum and the WHO. Now, one of the things he talks about is that, that WHO treaty that they tried to get together uh, around the 22nd of May, which... There were too many countries that said absolutely not. Doesn't mean that that thing's gone away. Right. But for now, you know, it'll come back. It'll be named something different. It'll be buried in a whatever. Hmm. Six years after the Switzerland after Switzerland opened the world's longest and deepest rail tunnel, which cuts through the heart of the Alps, 
There was a striking spectacle of blasphemy and in-your-face Satanism, wherein a dark, disturbing, and weirdly satanic ritual that shocked the entire world, or at least anybody who was paying attention, and was attended by Europe's most powerful people. Switzerland, the land of cheese and chocolate, is back as the occult and geopolitical center of the New World Order with both the WHO and the WEF organizing two historical events at the end of May, kicking off on the 22nd. Now, that's not a coincidence for sure. Well, that didn't go off too well. They did the um, that, and then, of course, Davos just kicked off. But after all, the opening ceremony of the Gothard-based tunnel in Switzerland was an introduction to Satan's legions planned for the world domination. Remember the, the portrayal of the workers of the tunnel as zombie soldiers and the general population as a bunch of uh, less, uh, lascivious people who appear to be extremely suggestible. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're all like zombie-like. Mm-hmm. and cra- yeah. uh, There was a demonic fallen angel, a sort of baby-faced Lucifer, or a strange procession that held horned skulls as if they were priceless religious artifacts. And last but not least, the appearance of Baphomet-like looking creature. That occult ceremony was a presentation of future project that is now sadly unfolding in front of our eyes, with no dissension or opposition permitted, as the billionaire backers of the World Economic Forum are cracking down on free speech and setting up a noose to hang around the necks of sovereign nations. In the meantime, Ukraine's President Zelensky, the number one puppet of this demented scenario, is set to deliver a virtual address before Davos. He did that. Switzerland based a World Economic Forum on their first day where the message is expected to be something along the lines of send me more money or see the global food crisis worsen, which is also a recent theme of U.S. congressional leaders as they seek uh, to push through a record-breaking $40 billion to Ukraine. I mean, it was, it was actually more than that <laughs> when it was done. Um, the U.S. forecast expects that wheat production, wheat production in, uh, where the hell is it? In a war-ravaged country, will fall by one-third compared to last year, affecting the world, the whole world. And India, another large producer, has just prohibited wheat exports in a move to calm local prices. See, everybody takes care of themselves. With third-world countries on the brink of what the Rockefeller Foundation has described as an unprecedented crisis in the next six months, in a turn of events that, in the end, only can benefit the New World Order depopulation plan that could also include a further nuclear escalation of the present conflict between Russia and Ukraine. This all tied in together, along with the sneaky ploy by the Jesuit-led Biden administration to create an all-powerful United Nations World Health Organization that will unfold uh, during the meeting of their World Health Assembly in Geneva. That's why we are seeing disturbing anti-free speech measures unfolding in all of the formerly free nations of the West. They are designed to keep users of large social media platforms silent and immersed in the constant brainwashing of their governments led by the New World Order. The masses are forced to follow their demented narrative. He even brings up how it goes back to even to 2012. Six years here. Here's the last, last paragraph. Six years after, he says, here we go. Six years after the Illuminati elite gave you a preview of their plans during their bizarre show for the opening of their 35-mile rail tunnel under the Swiss Alps, just like they did 10 years ago at the opening and closing ceremonies of the 2012 London Olympics with the giant death figure holding a needle, the dancing nurses and all the children in hospital beds, the occult elite is now ready to implement the next phase of the diabolical plan. You, and you remember that, right? Of course, I that was just it's just incredible there too. <laughs> it's That's 20- so random. Yeah. yeah, 
2012. Like, why would that? And then China. Muppet of death. And yeah, I remember the whole thing. Wasn't there like hospital beds and stuff too? Hospital beds, the dancing nurses. Yeah. And didn't China at one of their Olympics, because I feel like they have Olympics every other year now. Yeah, right. Uh, one of their Olympics, didn't they actually have the, the, the virus... The dancing viruses, like the balls with the spike proteins on it. Oh, is that what a thing? I mean, I remember two thousand eight, the Beijing Olympics. That was. I uh, forgot where they, we saw that. That was. I that I don't. I mean, all of these ceremonies have some type of uh, ritualistic component to it, but they had. That one seemed like it was more of a, um, like a, a a display of national pride by the Chinese on that one. Okay, well. But I mean, they could have had, you know, <laughs> where's Wuhan again, right? Yeah, I forgot where I, I forgot where I saw. It could have been, but th- wasn't there another one in China? I mean, because 2008 was five timelines ago or whatever it was. That was the Tai Chi. Yeah. That was the giant Tai Chi one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that were. was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, That's why I was like, yeah. wait a second. Not so bad. Um, hold on. Uh, let's see. Drumming and everything. Virus. Cells China. Let me see if that pops up somewhere. No, maybe I'll find it during the break. Mm-hmm. I know it was, it was somewhere out there, but um, all right, let's do that right now. We're gonna go on a really quick break. It's seven fifty-three. We come back. We'll take a few of your calls, get to your super chats, and then maybe around eight thirty, we bring on uh, we bring on Frank and Jim Zell for a pressing update that only shows like these are getting. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gents. Me and Rob will be right back. Welcome to Intermission. We'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? 
Alright, so the first thing we're going to do, now that we are back in business, so Rob has a small little jar in front of him at his spot, and inside the jar are 27 names from last night, and uh, we, let me see here, and this has, this includes, up until the last minute, T-Craws, from last night who said, can we pretend it's still 11.59 Eastern? I just took a break to watch the show. Well, it was close enough to midnight and I put him in there. <laughs> uh, Mountain Lover 88 uh, was also after the show, said, I do the monthly thing, but never did a super chat before. Well, now you can, you might be able to win 1776, Mountain Lover. And just because Bob says, uh, got to take a chance on winning the book. Great Wednesday show with Chris Ann Hall. And Summer711 Summer says, thanks for keeping us up to date with the Utah case. Fascinating story. Fascinating and frightening. And it's getting a little bit too local for me, to be honest. You'll see. And Joe Rastafari says, "Great, the greater exodus is coming. So they're all in on it. So that's part of the 27 names that we have here. Rob's going to mix them up and pull out a name. And we'll see what fate has it. <laughs> Always. We get a drum roll too? Yes. Let's make this even. Alright, alright. Okay, selection has been made. It's uh, Enrico Palazzo. What? No, Enrico I'm Palazzo? <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Hopefully your audience knows the reference. Somebody has to know it. Witchy Poo 22. Witchy Poo has won. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Witchy Poo, we'll get in touch with you after the show. <laughs> I'll get all of your mailing the mailing information. I'll send it out when I go check the post uh, my post office box tomorrow. But Witchy Poo won. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, everybody was only counted once on, quite frankly, superchat.com. So it was as... Uh, as fair as fair gets, there is no stacking this. So there you go. And Witchy Poo, you gotta let me know what you want me to inscribe on it. I'm going to sign another person's book. I think that is so hilarious. But I'll uh, I'll write you a little something. And and I hope you enjoy this. This is a great book to have in your personal library. All right, Rob. What was the last book you read? Um, I read a book that sucked, and. Uh, <laughs> it's a funny story. So it was this a book on uh, energy and stuff. And uh, when I bought the book, Krista said to me, "Why, why you want to read that one?" And I was like, "Well, I just feel that." And then, of course, so she looks up the author. Boom, boom. She's an amazing researcher, and she's like, "You know, this guy's a jerk, and he's full of shit." And I know you know more than what this guy is this is a this guy's a grifter like he's a he's grifting on the whole thing like hello you paid like eight bucks for that and i'm like yeah i did and i said yeah i i'm aware of all everything you said but still the best of the grifters right the best of the people who are looking to do whatever um give you a little uh, sometimes a little bit of truth but sometimes a lot of truth and then of course whatever so uh Krista was right it was shit it was total bullshit and you went cover to cover cover to cover wow okay yeah. but I'm like that I could read the book like I'll just 
I'm reading. <laughs> and then that's it. You know, I mean, I think it took me like two days. So I'm not even going to say what it was. Um, but it's a book on, you know, energetic happening or just cultivation of energy. Right. right? But again, it, it was, um, you know, and the person himself, she's, <laughs> Chris is funny. She's like, that guy is younger than you and he looks like shit. Why would you even want <laughs> anything he has to say about energy? You know? Like he doesn't even practice what he preaches. You know? He's rotting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, it's. Uh, so this is one thing my teacher, Sifu, said. You know, he, he was a very, very smart man. And he said, sometimes you have to read a bad book to know what a good book is. So the last book I read was a bad book. That's good. But it's good. It's, it's like, good. Uh, there was... I, I don't even think I got anything out of it either. Well, you can always give it to... Uh, there's, there's several places that do those free... Yeah, but I'm not going to do that and propagate nonsense. I, you know, I... You going to burn it? Uh, there's something weird about burning books to me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also... It, it can also be a little bit more of a proper way to put it out of its misery. If you know that you don't yeah. want it... You don't want to propagate... Like you said, you, you want to stop this proliferation of bad information. But at the same time, maybe it can help you start a fire or... <laughs> yeah, maybe. Use it for the fire pit. Fire pit. It wasn't, it wasn't all BS, though. It wasn't. It okay. wasn't. There was... But, I mean, you know, third grade level of stuff combined with sensationalism and carrot leading and all the, you, the hallmarks of these things. And, uh, you know, the, the, the author himself... Um, he could even just be a little bit too exuberant. Is it considered self-help? I don't know. I don't even know. As I read... I mean, yeah, it would be self-help. I mean, of course. I read a quite a few uh, self-help, um, law of attraction book type things in college. And then getting out of college. And then I found something. And this is a person who's on my short list. I'm bringing on a, a professional guest coordinator. So I'm giving them a short list, and I'm going to give him uh, also people like, um, what's your call? You know, Wim Hof. Oh, okay. Things Good. like that. But another person I want to put on there that I think would be great to have on a Thursday night is Lynn McTaggart. You ever read her stuff? No, I'm not familiar. Okay, she put together a book. I don't know. It had to have been published around the time I was in college. It was called The Intention Experiments. Hmm. And um, it, outside of all the self-help stuff that you realize, which is a lot of, you know, introspective stuff and, and how to meditate and, you know, just marveling over how amazing the author's life has turned around. And it's just all really, that's what it is. Lynn McTaggart, she went into actual worldwide experimentation of concentrated human intention. I think I've so, actually, yeah, I think I, I've... So if Familiar you want with this, yeah, energy. I mean, that, yeah. and then also not only that, but there is also that's where I first learned about how to and the importance of when you're going to really focus intention on things that you want or something you want to achieve to also pay attention to the KP readings, the uh, the solar solar activity, mm -hmm. the KP scales. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I first learned about that shit. Interesting. And uh, she's she would be wonderful to bring on to talk about um, consciousness and hmm. especially you know what the hell are we producing right now? I also want to set the record straight. Krista reminded me that she did not say the guy looks like shit because she does not swear like as freely as I do or you do. You know, so really. She, 
she uses it more for effect when it's really okay. You know, I wish I so could not do that. cavalry. I know. I will. You know, that's what really happens. With it. She's not from New York. Come on, it's all part of our our nature. Right. Right. But uh, no, she she wanted to say that that's she didn't use that exact word. So everybody listening now and in the future, you know, she doesn't she doesn't use swear words so haphazardly right. like maybe that I do. Right. Okay. So and I'm trying to be better with that too. That was part of my New Year's resolution, and I guess I've six months in, if not lived up to that i'd really like to yeah i really would it's not something it's not something i'm proud of no um no because it's it's kind of it's it's kind of it's kind of shitty right yeah <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a shitty it's a shitty you sound like an asshole oh i don't think shit's that bad to be honest oh what do i say poop uh right right I mean, but like it but i mean when you interject it i guess like without oh they call somebody a shithead hmm or I stepped in shit today. I, yeah, yeah. Stepped in shit, I guess. Oh, the other day I was driving with Lauren and the baby to go get some breakfast. It, it just like sometime last week. And I, I'm, I couldn't stop and I wouldn't stop. But I, I destroyed a chipmunk. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was, you know, I saw this thing starting to cross the street. It's running as fast as it could. It was, I, there was no way I could stop. Without, mm. you know, you just can't sometimes. Yeah. You just have to, I'm sorry. Um, but I was praying. I was rooting for this thing to get across. And all of a sudden we heard, dun, dun. And right, like, that's it. Shit. Lauren went, because <gasps> she knew what happened. I said, mm. I, she, I looked at her. I, I'm driving. I said, you know, I couldn't stop. Right. You right. know, I didn't. I, I said, I, I at least needed to get from her. You right. know, I didn't do that on purpose. Right. Right. And she says, I know. I said, okay, then we can deal with this then. I've noticed a lot of chipmunks lately. A lot of them. And I've also noticed that they chipmunks are, are different in their personalities than squirrels. Have you ever seen like the way they like they get a little more like obnoxious? Like if you're walking and they're and you're like where they want to be or what they got to do, like they'll chirp at you and they like yeah yeah. Squirrels are like skittish. They just you know I mean they do their thing, but. Chipmunks seem to be a little bit more like they have little man syndrome. <laughs> I, my father, I so, remember, you, so you just needed to call the herd, you know? Like, I know. <laughs> One went out of the way. I, I remember my father ran over a squirrel when he was driving us. We were driving to school one morning, and we, me and my brother, we really had an out. We really, we had it out for my father. We had it out for him every morning. We found a way to just make his day start horribly. <laughs> I don't know why we did it, um, but especially the car rides to school, you know, we would we would be doing something that would get him upset in the in the back seat of the car, and then he ran over a squirrel, and we we looked back, and then all me and Anthony, all we could obsess of is we were, we looked back through the back window, we saw the thing bouncing around, and it's obviously hurt, and we we're like we we're like you know oh oh my god, you know we're just going over going off about how it's in pain and it's like you know whatever he's like it's not it's fine it's fine he's now he's in denial <laughs> so we kept bringing it up um it's horrible my mother told me she ran over a possum big big bastard hmm. that that must be so what's the biggest thing you've hit the only thing i've ever hit is a, a squirrel okay i obviously did it a favor because it was suicidal it just played the same thing it was like i'm just driving and it just said that's it. I'm done, and just dove under my tire. I was like, oh, you know, it was it was wrecked. 
I saw a suicidal pigeon once in New York City. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you know, obviously pigeons they they do not they don't fear humans anymore out there. Mm -hmm. But there was this one, and I'll always remember it. That it was just it, it looked like maybe it wasn't even pos it wasn't even capable of flight anymore. But it was just walking near the curb, but in the street, <laughs> and getting closer and closer to the cars. And I saw one car tire, like, bump it. Like mm. it, it did not pull it under, but it. It, it it got it, it knocked it, and it kind of like regained its balance and just kept walking again and kept flirting with the cars like this thing. I got to get out of here because I don't actually want to see this thing get flattened, but mm. it's it wants to die, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Let's get to the Super Chats. Let's see if there's something something nice in there. Uh, on, on Rockfin, we've got from Loaded. Thank you so much, Loaded. Sent over a nice little tip. You are so kind. Now we go over to, quite frankly, superchat.com to see who is hanging out with us. Albert Frederick is the first one up and said, I love how the guy that wrote that article mentioned the Jesuit-led Biden administration. They never mentioned that Trump was raised a Jesuit mm -hmm. yep. and still is. Nothing to see here, people. Wag the dog. Lynn McTaggart also wrote The Field. It's a better book the field so you might want to start with that okay maybe i'll get that too um well leo zagami probably brought it up i don't know that's the first time i actually read one of his his articles on the show let's see here stostube says frank is that is that rob coincidence seeing uh seeing you here on a great thursday night who's this? oh stostube quite frankly listen Definitely that great independent media, great I idea here. Let us know a little something about KungFuChannel.com, especially that great Qi Kung class on Wednesday and Saturdays. What about that class? Well, thank you very much, uh, Christos. He, he always participates. Um, KungFuChannel.com is my website. You guys could go check it out and see what's going on. I do a Qi Kung class as Christos so kindly put out there uh, for me. Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern, Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, it's live via Zoom. If you can't make it live, I record the class, send it out to you. It stays up for about a week, so you can practice at any time. Um, Qigong is good. You know, unify the mind, the body, clear out the garbage. So, you know, it's, it's just uh, as, as we uh, see what's going on in the world, um, it's good to uh, be able to clear out what's unnecessary and then just to connect and you could connect with the the body and all types of stuff and it's a basic class um but the most advanced thing is built upon the basic right so everybody check it out kungfuchannel.com thank you christos yes thank you as always it is it is essential i always tell people it is essential so i hope you go you keep getting more and more people getting interested in this and I hope that this whole thing with Jay Gulanello in, in New Hampshire works out, too. That would be great to learn Absolutely. about Absolutely. doing that stuff in the woods. and Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm doing the uh, Qigong class live via Zoom and because, uh, as they say, the saying is what? Necessity is the mother of invention. Um, yeah. But certainly that would be great to, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's good, Jay. He's, he's very knowledgeable and he's putting together things and that would be a great to be a part of it 
Here we have another one from Shake and Bake. It says, hello, Lord Francis. I got Cash Patel's book, The Plot Against the King, which is marketed as Russiagate for Kids. Nice little book to teach the future, uh, the future show, uh, teach the future how slimy government or people in general can be. Glad to see Rob back. Well, well I got to check it out. Plot Against the King. Well, at least I'll know it's out there. Cash Patel might be coming on dark to light again soon too so maybe i'll ask him about it uh hello kitty sks says frank and rob just wanted to say hi and Dwayne and i will be thinking of everyone while we are relaxing on the beach this weekend in fernandina beach wow that sounds great in florida they are just getting out there probably already sun-kissed and nice and tan good for both of you guys yes cacao and the audience Wow, many thanks, holy hell. Many thanks for all the chocolate purchases over the weekend and kind donation is added to Theo. Yes to miracles. Bless the Franklies. I always enjoy getting into the Outer Rim conversations with you, brother. Justin, you can come on anytime and I hope that we do it again sooner than two years from now. But we should definitely do some Outer Rim conversations. We want to talk... Want to talk hallucinations and you want to talk about jumping into the astral plane? You should come on a Thursday night, hang out with Rob too. That'd be great. But this is such an, an unbelievable donation to the show, and I hope that uh, and that if this was matched in any way for Theo, boy, I'm so happy we were able to contribute to their GoFundMe. And let's see here. That's it. That's it for over there. So we're going to open up the lines. It's 8.13. We'll take calls to the bottom of the hour, and then we'll invite the Zells on. 914-595-6953. Let me know what you are talking about or thinking about. What is the scuttlebutt? 914-595-6953. And we are also in the Discord. So jump on in. In the meantime, let me get into Pilled. Pilled, pilled, pilled. Man. Good people there, too. One last thing we have. Oh, it's not popping up. So whatever. Oh, here they are. Uh, Sexy Dad 77. Whoa. Said swearing frequently shows a lack of intelligence and language skills. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> what are you telling him? Get the hell out of here. He's probably not wrong, though. No. He's not, though. Cause it's I've, seen th I've seen that the opposite actually be I know. stated. I know. But... Put it this way, if your nature is to swear and it's just part of the way you are and you correct it, not because, you, you know, oh, it's a lack of intelligence, but it shows an awareness. You know, that's why, like, I, I don't give a shit if I swear too much, right? It, it, whatever. But what I do care about is where are my blind spots? Yeah. Where are the parts that I'm just going on automatic and I'm, and I'm just not aware? That's the whole point why it's kung fu and everything for me. Like, yeah, I'm active. I'm just have that nature. I want to do, yeah. But that could take you so far with it before you could jump into the next thing or go do, you know, not to disrespect any type of like MMA, whatever. Um, not that there's, you know, anything there. But I will say jujitsu has a little bit more of the awareness factor to it. That's that's a part of it. Um, and for me, so um, to be more mindful. And what you do is, is good. I mean, at the end of the day, the words are the words. And oh, I doesn't really out. matter. I mean, I... Look, I, you are a product of, of where... You know, I mean, if it was a big thing, like if you grew up as a 
you know, like in a, in a very strict regimented thing, and maybe the, the language is more shocking, but that's not how there are a few, thing, <laughs> there are a few like things that. in the last in the last year alone that I have I've I've said no more to, especially on the show. No more C, no more the C word. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's I, a big I, one. I reserve that for very serious situations off air. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and it has more power then. Right. right. I, I also just a few weeks ago I said I'm 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 really going to curtail my use of the word retard outside of purely clinical situations, which is sometimes warranted when we talk mm. about the way that people in government act. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, I said retard, retardation tonight. Yeah, but we're talking about well, that's what I'm saying. It's the literal, Clinical. yeah, the it's, literal definition of the it's word. Stunted. There's something. There's there's just yeah, whatever. Um, so I, it's something I'm always reflecting on, and I, yeah, when I leave about here, about the F word. See which which one? The F word. F U. Whatever. Well, it's uh, variations. What well, about when you're like, ah, oh, you know, fucking this, fucking that? Like, I never do that. See, I do that. Okay. And I it's, have for, it's Matt classless. Yeah, I know. It's classless. And I always say that. I say, listen, when people sit back and they're they're trying to think of a word to say, and they'll right. they'll, they'll go, ah, fucking, uh, like, oh, no. I know. So no, that's that's the the mindlessness of it. So that's why I, I try not to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. Anyway, you see, a year from now, we'll be completely changed men. You watch. You yep. watch, Lee. All it takes is is the awareness of it and then the effort. June sixteenth, twenty twenty three. You watch how how much more intelligent this show has gotten. <laughs> <laughs> It'll blow your mind. Hmm. Let's take a call from John. John, you're on the air. What's going on? Frank and Rob. It's a pleasure talking to you. Great to have you on. What's yeah, on your mind? Wanted, it's fun to relay a story that is going on here locally, which is that this ultra-marathon runner who is 51 years old and in fantastic shape. Couldn't, like, literally one-tenth of one percentile shape in terms of uh, overall athletic fitness. Hold on one second. And, uh, I'm sorry, I was just running with my dog through the park, and I heard you guys talking and thought I'd try, and I, I got through, so... Okay, so what's the, the point? His name was, yeah. um, was Mark... Um, okay, so he was in shape. He's in shape. He's top once of one tenth. What happened? He dropped dead. He dropped dead. He dropped dead, and he was and he and he was. Uh, first, they said they thought it was a blood clot, and then they thought, then they say it's a heart attack. Okay, and and you know he's from a, a fairly wealthy area of Ohio, and so he's very well known. He had like he was the nineteen nineteen ninety nine. Uh, Ultra marathon runner of the year. So he drops dead right after this this uh, this this jog or whatever a competition. And what do they label it as? Sads. Well, they're they're puzzled. <laughs> they're puzzled, right? They can't. No one can figure out what happened. Okay, now if you go through go through like his past posts, he's fully vaccinated and boosted. And what? you know that out of the thousands of comments. Not a single person mentioned that he was vaccinated or questioned. It's like they're all, literally the word was puzzled, that the doctors are puzzled. 
Right. Well, there's a lot of puzzlement out there, and, and you know, to that point, John, and thank you for the call. Um, you, you heard about you heard the nerve, the nerve of actually of actually marketing this SADS as this sudden adult death syndrome. The nerve it takes to say that otherwise healthy adults dying out of nowhere is a syndrome. <laughs> it's a syndrome. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? There we go again. <laughs> the balls on these people. It's like fucking retarded. But there's that other thing that's been going on now where I'm seeing, again, a lot of morticians and bombers around around the country and in Europe uh, are coming forward with all types of things that are coming out of people as far as cloths go. I've seen that as well. Yeah. yeah. Mike Adams was doing a lot on it recently. Yeah. Jane Ruby. Um, <laughs> sudden, a death, sudden adult death syndrome. Just syndrome. You die of a heart attack, but there's no real reason to have a heart attack, right? Is what they're saying. I'd rather you just call it sudden adult death. Mm. You know? Just don't call it a syndrome. Because we had the sudden infant, right? Death syndrome, the SIDS. That's another thing that I... I wonder if there's any commonality between these two things of happening. Yeah. I wonder. Let's take a call. 252, you're on the air. What's going on? So, Frank, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Just chilling. Out in the garden picking some jalapenos, checking out the habaneros grow. Mm. You know, I grew up in a farming community, man, and uh, I've lived in rural areas pretty much my whole life. I've never heard of fucking cattle dying over heat exposure, dude. Okay. I'm glad you bring this up. Not like mass fucking amounts of cattle just croaking. I'm glad you bring this up. Let me read this to you a little bit. Stay on the line with us. This is from a... This is from... I think it's called the Progressive Farmer... Dot com or whatever the hell. Thousands of cattle oh, reported like death. Fun fucking, uh, all right, good. I know. I know. Here's here's what the author said. Uh, the current heat wave blazing through Kansas feedlots has killed an estimated 10,000 head of fat cattle. Final death numbers continue to come in, but that early estimate was shared with DTN by livestock experts who put the geographical center point for those deaths at Ulysses, Kansas. Um, they called the feedlots in the area to ranchers whose branded animals were seen in some privately shared photos of dead cattle were not immediately returned. And now they're saying that the temperatures were a little bit over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and the humidity, the humidity was somewhere around 18 to 35 percent. Now, I saw... That's what I'm talking about. Now, I, I saw um, ranchers from Texas to Australia talking about 102 degree days even with 85 degree humidity would not kill 10,000 cattle at once maybe some of the old girls would go down they said but this is it's incredible and you saw they were all the same stage of rigor mortis too they're puffed up like yeah all bloated look like a a fucking dead deer on the side of the road incredible yeah man that shit's uh that stuff's wild man i grew up uh in farming communities in illinois and, I mean, farmers would usually, if anything like that would happen, they'd be prepared. It's not like they don't know a heat wave's coming. And, I mean, I live in North Carolina now. 100 degrees with 50% humidity, and there's cattle out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not unheard of. I don't know. That's crazy. Well, I appreciate that's you I appreciate you there. calling. Of course, they're going to blame uh, all right on. Hey, man, uh, what's up? Did you cover uh, 
did you take any calls on the whole psychedelic experience stuff yet? Are you going to do that or what? Oh, we did that. Uh, I don't know if we took any calls on it. We did that on on Friday with Justin Polgar, but I would love to do that again on a Friday night and just get more people calling in and and maybe reading from that thread that we started about psychedelic revelations. So maybe uh, maybe stick around on, on Friday and I'll I'll open up the lines for that again. What's your name so I can store you? It's John from North Carolina, man. I've called you a few times. I'm the guy that uh, used to grow blood in NorCal. We're supposed to make up some band names for Strain. But wait a second. <laughs> I, I stored you before. Is this the new number? Uh, no, it's always the same. It, it's always like a... I think it's... I don't know if it's hard to store my number or what, but I've called in a few times. No, it's not hard. It's very easy. <laughs> but I remember the conversation well. Because I, I told my brother about that bit about the uh, the marijuana strains, and he actually really liked it. Uh, so I have you stored now. Call in on, on Friday. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tim, I'll call you tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, Ben. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm on night, so I'll call the next Friday. All right, man. You guys have a good uh, good night, brother. You too. Take care. So I, he had, I asked what, what was people's favorite jobs. So I was talking more so from your youth. Think about a time, maybe it wasn't that well paid, but you were with great uh, staff or friends and whatever. And he called in to talk about the time that he was working uh, in North, Car- North California weed farms mm-hmm. and, uh, and also doing a few other things. And, I, um, and he was talking about like, uh, all these different weed strains what they were called, and I said, these would be great band names. <laughs> so I told Anthony, I said, I know that you're not a, a, a big smoker or anything like that, Ann, but you should find a way to, you know, to make this into a theme. So, you know, you were exposed to some really wacky weed names that your friends were telling you about, and I, you know, these sound like bands. So why don't you take some of the, the most funkiest sounding weed strain names and conceptualize what a band named those names would actually sound like? Hmm. I, I hope he does it because whenever he's back on uh, able to do that he can't right. still can't do anything for another couple of weeks hmm. but um so that'd be cool. fun yeah and what else was he talking about psychedelic stuff so I wanted to do a psychedelic revelation night where people who had positive psychedelic experiences came away with something that was life-changing in some kind of a way or gave you uh, an inside look into the mechanics of this whole thing that was really almost like divine and and mm. positive because we talked about the nightmare scenarios before mm. but um i have a thread out there we haven't gotten to it yet you know what you should do frank what you should do a psychedelic I while you're on air oh gosh be honest with your audience let them see it let them see it just crack right open and what happens that that should probably but that's probably the most unadvisable thing to do with anybody right without a doubt <laughs> yeah you've never taken a psychedelic right no yeah no. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the thing that I got closest to considering, because of the way that people were describing it as far as it being mellow and, you know, a little bit easier to control was shrooms. Shrooms are not mellow. I mean, I guess they can be at, at a certain stage, sure. Yeah, if you just take a little. I don't know. Yeah, But, yeah, but yeah, I would yeah. never drop that's acid. Not like, I yeah. would never, you know, I had somebody t- call in and so say they put LSD in their eye. Yeah, yeah I know. I never did that, but... Never put it in my eye, but uh, I can't do it. Um, you're too old to take LSD. You you pass the threshold. I didn't know there was a threshold. There's a threshold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For your first time, no, you would have an existential meltdown at this point in your life. You needed to be younger. I you could do you could handle mushrooms. Well, I, I think you would. <laughs> I, what I what I would it would be hilarious just to 
because I think if you took mushrooms, you would have such a compulsion to get on the air and start talking. Because you, you, at the first, when it first hits you, it, you definitely can talk a lot. And so I think you would, you know, and then I think after the fact you might, and then you would hit the, you know, the veg out stage or whatever, like you just, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, uh, but yeah, psychedelics. Somebody just said in the chat room, don't take a shower when you're on shrooms. Why is that? I have no idea. I think it's... I've never had a problem with that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I never had a bad experience. But I will say this. The last, the last experience I had, it told me it's over. That's it. N wasn't bad. Wasn't, wasn't a freak out. Wasn't anything. It was just the time has come. Mm -hmm. And now... That's it. That's that. And that was it. Boom. That was it. I took I took a uh, what the Terrence McKenna idea of a heroic dose is, is. What's that? It's at least seven grams of mushrooms. Jeez. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I mean, it, 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 what I say is this: it didn't do anything to me, but it did take seven hours for me to get from my couch to my bed. <laughs> so what the. <laughs> I don't know where they went. So you I were, know I was, were you I, just on your belly in the kitchen for a while? Yeah, there was there was yeah, like the tool song, crawling on my belly. Yeah, yeah, there was some of that. There was, but it, it was not like I said. The the spirit uh, said, "Okay, this is cool. We've had a good thing. We had a good run. Time to leave the nest. No more." I was like, <laughs> "No, but I like." Nope, that's it. I said, "Okay, dude, I'm good with that." If I. Uh, if I ever came out of like a bathroom or something or 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 whatever, let's say I uh, I left something at your house, I'm knocking <laughs> on the door, the door is open, and I found you, you just flopping around on the kitchen. No, there floor. was no flopping. It was more like being stuck or okay melding into <laughs> the wood, <laughs> coming one with the wood floor. Um, but yeah, but then before that, you know. Look, I don't like any of the other stuff. Well, I saw you walk through a screen door before. I did. Yeah, I did. But the, in in fairness, you know, it does mess with your vision, and it, yeah. But and it was also dark. it was in the, the middle was, of the woods. It exactly, great. it was dark. You know, I, I didn't know you guys were messing with me. You kept the screen closed. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, I just assumed prank. that it would be <laughs> that it would be wide open. That was a know. great night. Those yeah. were the, the the skies up in the Adirondacks at night is just it's just scintillating. I yeah, love it, especially that night. Yeah, that was the night where I. <laughs> what was it that we're actually just stationary? And that the projection just goes around us. Yeah. And that one aspect of our being never moves from wherever it is. And that everything, all of this is just a, a projection onto a, a thing. Yeah. Like to almost see the star tracks. Yeah. No, I, I was seeing that. I was like, <laughs> it's like, okay, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Roll with the punches. Yeah. Well, I smoked myself into wonderful stupors up there, but I never. No, it's not. It's not. Never, even, it's not the same thing. Yeah, never went into the other. But like I said, you know, I mean, like LSD would be, you know, that that's like if you're an adventurous when you're a teenager, and then maybe you know you could kind of whatever. But at, at your stage of the game, it would just be not. And I've ne I never took ayahuasca or anything like that, so I don't know what DMT what is like. Justin I don't know. Justin Polgar was all about the, the ayahuasca retreats. And yeah, you see, like. And and that at at one time that would have sounded cool to me, you know what I mean? Like I want to get and like like I said the last time it was just 
it was it was nothing crazy it was nothing traumatizing it was it was more like a graduation mm. it's like that's a great it. way to put it yeah it was just like it's because i had went into it with a purpose though you know with the like with the i was like okay i'm gonna take this a lot and i'm gonna i'm gonna have this experience and i'm gonna and then you know so the spirit of the psilocybin was like all right <laughs> it's over it's over kid well, that was that. I uh, these are the kinds of stories I, I was I was collecting for for this kind of a a talk. I have to get, <laughs> jump into that because I I think we only had a couple of a couple of things. I'll, I'm waiting for the Zells to call in at this point. But let me see. Let me go into my quite frankly threads. And um, hold on. Let's see. Let us see. Strange encounters with mysterious figures. No. That's not what I'm looking for, but I wanted to just wanted to make sure that I had all that uh, collected. I'll I'll check that later on to help with it then. So good, good. I'm glad this came up. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. No acid for you, Frank. No, no. That's that. That would have never been it. Never would have been it anyway. And like you said, now that you've told me I've missed the boat, then I have an added layer of defense as to why it can never happen. Trust me, it's too too no, no. But well, you could take mushrooms. I guarantee you, you would not, you would have to just get on the, it's just like, listen, I know I'm probably going to embarrass myself, but <laughs> I'm going live. We're going live and we're going live. We're going. Hey, Frank, are you there? I'm here, Frank. All right. Hold on one second. Um, one second. Uh, all right. We're back on. So are you and Jim both there or is it just you tonight? Yeah. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. There's a lot of people out there who think that Frank and Jim are the same person. and There's a lot of people that think a lot of things. Yeah. Jim, you there? I'm here. Hey, guys. Guys, can you do something for me right now? Can both of you, uh, you know, uh, you know, say the Pledge of Allegiance at the same time so people can hear you speaking at the same time in two different voices? Hi. <laughs> you serious? Or, or, or say, uh, I don't know, talk. Say happy birthday, guys. Hey, well, I don't know. People think you're the same person. No, I'm like, I'm yeah, but why would you ca come cater on to... Now. No, we're two separate people. Come on. <laughs> I, just, I, I, thought, I figured it'd be easy to disprove real quick. All right, anyway, who cares? I don't care if I'm talking to one person or two right now. Frank and Jim are with us. Frank and Jim are here, yes. Yes, it's wonderful to have you guys on. Now, listen, um... This this story, me and Rob were talking about it before we went live, uh, just to you know, just to brush up on the basics. As far as how far it has gone, and it has it has gone, where how you guys have gone and traced familial ties back to the 19th century at this point, but something bigger has happened with this this thing in Utah. What are the latest updates? I guess just 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 give it to us straight. All right, uh, Jim. Wanna, so, okay, so we did the we did the ties on the last call. So I guess. Well, first off, Rob, it's been a while, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to uh, good to hear from you guys. Ah, yeah. Always happy to to talk to Frank and Rob. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, yeah. you brought up the familiar the familial ties, uh, Frank, and you know as we trace back, the families are intermingled. And as my brother's going to share going forward, that's going to play a part. Uh, 
there's a lot of family involvement uh, what's wow. going on, even a greater scope than I even thought. I mean, concerning what, what, what's been put out there in reports. So, Yo, let me ask uh, you guys something. Before you get into that, because of course we're 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 jumping into really really deep waters here, um, with what you guys are digging up with the sources that you have acquired out there uh, in the area, um, there has been a certain amount of media attention paid to this, but only from a topical standpoint of local politics. I heard uh, people sent me several links of Glenn Beck talking about this David Levette character, how he's corrupt in, in Utah County. Uh, Mike Smith, Sheriff Mike Smith has gone on uh, uh, Glenn Beck's program to talk about the corruption of course there are people out there who are saying hey let's just stay concentrating on the corruption here everything else is uh is is political and you know the whole thing about murder and cannibalism and satanism and all that stuff has been debunked the more that you guys have been digging into this is there any any doubt in your mind about whether this is purely political or slander in nature Okay, well, so let's let's address the political part. Just so we can make an, a correction, when we talked about like the election that's going to happen on the twenty eighth, you know, we've had to catch, you know, we've had to play catch up, you know, with this case because you know we're not we're not from the area, so we have to steep ourselves in Utah County politics. So you know, we made, we made a mistake. Uh, Mike Smith was supposed to, he was going to be uh, on the ticket on the 28th of June, but there was a runoff election for the sheriff position, I think in April. This is what I was told. And he won enough of a percentage well, where he's not going to be primaried. So he's not going to, he's safe come the 28th. Okay. Levitt, Okay. Levitt's not, and the commissioners are not. So that's that. So we just wanted to correct that. So, so that gives him even less reason. Thing. I'm sorry? So that gives them even less motivation to uh, to uh, for one to attack the other. It's not like Levitt can can prevent Mike Smith from, from anything. Well, I mean, they can remove him for malfeasance. Right. That's what, the, that's what we were told the plan was for him but that there was too much light on the commissioner's meeting. There was too much attention on it for them to pull the trigger. That's what we were told. And they actually met, I think, yesterday, the commissioners, and they voted not to have an investigation at this time. That's what they said. Whether they will do it after Levitt is uh, elected and he beats Jeff Gray, and whether these commissioners uh, retain their seats, maybe they will, but we have to... We have to wait and see. But let me tell you something. This is not. This is not something like it's a political hit job. And if you once you read the reports, you're going to understand why. There's different things. If you want to take out a politician, you want to first you're going to do it via a reporter. <laughs> you know, if you're Mike Smith and you want, you know, and you know he's he's supporting Jeff Gray, you're not going to do it this way. Because it would be so obvious, it would be stupid to do so. You would leak documents to a reporter and let the reporter run it. And you definitely would not use this. Because 
I'm I'm not going through it all. And I've been doing this close to 30 years. Million cases, million different reports, million interviews, you name it. I've never seen anything like this. That's how bad it is. Okay, so then let's start with what let's start with what you've seen because a lot of people, uh, you said that there was a leak or something, but it's been subsequently deleted from the internet. What was made public at least for a little while, and uh, and what can you describe as far as just how bad it is without naming names or specifics? Well, okay, Jim, you want to handle the Arthur Knight stuff just to give him a quick rundown, you know, just a quick uh, background on him. Arthur, this guy Arthur Knight is someone that is uh, has been looking into Levitt for years. Okay, and the basic—I don't know this gentleman well, but he's been asking questions uh, regarding his from his politics to the Ukraine for a long time, and now Levitt has filed charges on this guy Arthur Knight, saying he's really a different guy entirely named Nick Rossi who, who committed uh, uh, rape and they're trying to extradite him back to Scotland, uh, from Scotland back to the United States. So that's this guy, Arthur Knight slash Nick Rossi. Arthur Knight and, and, and Levitt have this running feud that's gone back years. And so now he has charges on Arthur Knight, wants to bring him back to the country, right, for prosecution. That's Arthur Knight's background. Arthur Knight is the gentleman who leaked these. The it, he he's been, he leaked the entire report, everything. He put it online on his website. He leaked. He, he I sent him a message, and I was saying, hey, talking back a little bit, trying to get some information about him, and he said, hey, look at my site. And he just put it out there, boom, just like that. And he just didn't leak a document. He he did all the victims, all the reports. It is way more than 151 pages. Okay. And we got a tip that <laughs> that, that wasn't going to be up there very long. And sure enough, it wasn't even up 24 hours. Now this, okay, so this nar- this this night guy... I think I know, uh, I had somebody reference it to me, because uh, I, I was looking at some some comments and stuff, and someone said the claim about all the, the, the heinous things that we were learning about, or is being you know alleged right now, the claim was brought to the world by a man now in Scotland, I guess that's him, there you go, who faked his own death and cremation in order to flee his sexually deviant past, and by a woman who was that's abused... And and had memories here, and by a woman who was abused and had quote memories end quote implanted in her brain by hypnosis. What the hell is that? So I, I have to be honest with you, I don't know all about that part of it. I only know very little, other than he is being tried on a rape charge. Yeah, that's what they're trying to. They're saying they have they have DNA on a rape case. And it's it's this guy's DNA, and this guy Knight is saying, "Hey, that's not me." He's, he he believes he's getting set up. He says he's never been to the United States. 
So, so that's, that, that's all we know about this. We, we, you know, we, we're trying not to really have to deal with we're that. We're not trying to get involved in the Arthur Knight situation. That's a whole different thing. Right, but 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 he's the guy where all this new these new revelations and documents originate from, no? Correct. Okay. Correct. But, to get, but I don't want to, I'm trying not to get involved in his case and right. his story. I'm trying to keep focused on the information about Utah County and the players in Utah County. That's what I'm trying to focus on. Okay, yeah, I, I'm just letting you know that, that that's probably how some people are going to diminish the, anything that he makes public. Well, they, they, well, I mean, you can you can diminish him, and like I said, I don't know whether his, well, I don't know anything about his guilt or innocence, but what he leaked are police documents. Okay. Provo, yeah, Provo are, police. Yeah, Provo so police. That's that, you know. And the how he is, got that and yeah. why he had that, I don't know, but he had it. So tell us here's, about those then. How, What's in it? I'm sorry. Here's yeah, here, here's how we got them. First off, this is how it's been explained to me. Because the case got dismissed without prejudice, so in essence it was closed. But everything was everything's public domain. It's, it was there all these years, just sitting there. Nobody paid attention to it. Nobody, nobody thought to do a Freedom of Information Act on the Hamlin charges because the case was dismissed. So all these documents just sat there until a couple of people, maybe Knight was one of them, did a Freedom of Information Act and were handed these documents. So it's, it's public domain. If anybody wants to file it, you can get all the reports. That's how it's been explained to me. So, but as far but, as as far as what is inside yeah. of it, what you wrote to me, uh, what you guys wrote to me was uh, was was pretty striking because you said, Frank, uh, you know that you're in for a wild right. ride when at the beginning of a report, they have to uh, they have to announce that they're going to abbreviate Church of Satan as CS because there's so many references to Satanism throughout all of this stuff uh can you give everybody because we don't we're, we have limited time with the last 15 minutes left here give everybody a little bit of a rundown of now what what kind of materials you're dealing with and and how far outside of even utah this goes yeah yeah so uh, yeah go ahead. i was just gonna say you know my brother made a very good point on this because we were talking about how this case paralleled some other cases like one in one one in louisiana but on a a micro level where there was some similarities to the case in Louisiana. But if you really want a picture of this, my brother said it best when, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Rosemary's Baby, okay, yes. if you've ever seen that movie, you know how all the people lived in the apartment building mm -hmm. were part of Satan's coven? Mm -hmm. Well, take away the apartment building and instead make it a neighborhood. Wow. That's how, you're talking that's like, what you're dealing with. Look, for starters, just so, you know, your listeners, are, so we're clear with your listeners, we understand, you know, look, Satanism is not illegal. It's not. You know, so from a cop standpoint, like Mike Smith, that's not the element you're focusing on. Now, the crime they're committing, the horrific rapes, the horrific child abuse, uh, murder, which is in there, our source was right, cannibalism, it's in there. Source was right. Uh, cruelty to animals. I mean, 
the millions and millions of crimes in, in these reports, that's what Smith's going to be focused on. The reason why they're committing them, that's going to be for the media if they decide to tackle it. Because it's straight up Satanism. It is the overarching theme of the entire report, of everything in it. It is the Church of Satan. There are many more people involved than I thought. They're intermingled. Like, for example, I'm not going to, I can't name names, so let's say you take one family. Uh, one guy's involved, but he has three other siblings. Two of them are sisters. They're all involved. Mm. The sisters marry, their, and their, new hus their husbands are involved. You have at least seven families involved in this. Seven. And, and, I, and I haven't even counted all the names. But all these families have kids, and they are using the Mormon church as a shield. They laugh about it. They joke about it. They have mixed parties, which, you know, they discuss in the reports, like, you know, we don't do anything that we know when it's mixed. But when the people leave and it's just the CS group, that's when the freak show begins. So it's, 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 there's a lot of similarities to things that we've worked on over the years. You know, there's a lot of certain traits, but this is so detailed. It's unlike any report or anything I've ever read concerning the, a, a satanic case. And it's been 30 years. Unlike anything I you've ever read in 30 years. I, you, so this is, this, is, this is personal history that's being made for both of you guys after three decades of work on stuff like this. Yes, and, and it's, these people follow each other. You know who would who love this? Terry Mori. Because <laughs> this, is, this is organized. There's a hierarchy. They'll follow each other to different states. There was talk of them starting their own community. Just with the CS gang, that's how many of them there are. I can't even go into the, you know, usually I can talk about, you know, se you know sexual acts and I'll, I'll go into it. I can't even do it. Not with this. This is so brutal, so horrific, I can't even discuss it on your show. I won't. But this, this started in Tucson, then went to New York and Port Chester, New York. So your neck of the woods. <laughs> this was maybe in the 80s and 90s. And the thing with this, the thing with this report is, it doesn't just say, you know, Mark. It's names, it's addresses, you know, detailed descriptions of the homes, uh, what was hanging on the walls, you know, the minutia of 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 the of the um, of the environment are extremely detailed. Yeah, and it's just. It's just, it, it's like a coven, dude. I mean, there's no other, exactly it's, what a, it is. it's a large group of them that are, you know, and it's, and it, it, there's some family connections between some of them and the others are close friends, but it's extremely large. It's extremely brutal and, and how they act and the names, you know, usually with, you know, when you look into these cases and somebody mentions you get a full name because most times you don't. You get, you get. Oh, I remember the guy's name was John. You can't do much with that. This one, 
you just type in the name. It's the first. It's the first one up on a Google search. It's not ten pages deep like one of the New York guys, big guy in Manhattan, big. Let you me. Wouldn't know the name. Okay. I didn't know the name, but it's in. You can tell by the description from the report. Same thing. So in Utah, wow. this in, or Utah County, this is big for them. We're not going to know any of the names. They're going to know a lot of them because they're big in the community. Well, let me ask you something. And, yeah, this, um, yeah, a, as a as a as a way to tie up this this latest this latest report from you guys, um, in reading this. Have you reevaluated your faith in in Mike Smith? Do you believe that this is really as far as this man is willing to go? Because obviously, this is a bear that has been poked by uh, quite a few people, and um, this is the kind of thing that, like I said, you, you talking to us right now actually makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because this is the kind of shit that makes people disappear. And I, I mean, what, do you think that do you think that Mike Smith is the uh, is is the kind of guy that is willing to take this all the way? Or is this just going to be spare the public all of whatever they can be spared and just get Levitt out of office and and whatever? The way I can I can I can sum that up is this: you know, most of the cases we deal with, we're not used to dealing, for the most part, with good police departments. Usually, with cases like this, there's usually police involvement of some kind, and we're very wary of the police. Where this one, there's no hint of that right now. You know, there's no hint of it. They're doing their due diligence. You know, we can't mention any names, but we talked to one individual who did the, you know, he won't talk to us, and we're not upset at that. He's because his thing is, I don't want to damage the investigation going on right now. So I can't tell you guys anything. Okay. And we're like, okay, we understand that, but just to give you an example, Frank, a phone call I had last night, this is, it's not a cop, but that's all I can say. It's not a cop. But I threw out my number. I'm like, hey, you know, I've been mentioning certain things to this individual, and you know, he's like, you know, who are you? How do you know this? And a lot of it is just going off our past. We could just throw stuff out there, and it just lines up, and it's stuff that nobody knows, but but him. Because obviously, there's more. There's, there's even more than just these reports that, that we have. There's obviously more that hasn't been released or something of that of that like but I gave him my number he called me this guy was so paranoid when he called me you know he started off the first sentence out of his mouth is I'm going to be extremely wary with you right now I don't know who you are I'm going to try not to say anything anything important until I can get you know a grasp of what you are and what you're doing he goes, because I don't know if you're connected to Levitt or not. And, I'm, and I laughed. I'm like, hey, man, you just dialed my number. I said, I'm in Jersey. You just 201 area code. He's like, what does that matter? Hmm. How do I know you're not with them? So we continue our conversation. Kind of win his trust a little more. And, you know, more into our background. And then he's like, all right, now this this is going to sound bizarre to you. It's going to sound crazy, but I've done this before in other cases. I've had to do it to be in, to even get involved in it. So I kind of expected it. He's like, uh, I need you to send me your license. 
That's what yeah. I mean. That's how wary, that's how paranoid he is. Because I can't trust that you're who you say you are. You're telling me this on the phone. Right, send me a license. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I'll send you my license. I said, no biggie. And we talked about the connections to New York in a little more detail. But yeah, just, just so I can win this guy's trust, he's going to run my information. Same thing happened in the Ramsey case. I had to give my social to investigators, my license, just so they could bet me to see who I was connected to. It's the same thing in this case. But it is a brutal case. It is even tough for somebody like me to even read it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't. I don't doubt it. I I really don't doubt it, and I certainly don't want to know. I don't want to know. But to uh, go back to your question, Frank. Yeah. With regarding Mike Smith, as Mike Smith said, uh, you know, he said Sheriff Smith said, "We will not be intimidated. We will go forward." Now, I believe. I believe from the people I talked to that he is going to go forward. I believe his position being safe as sheriff. Is a very plays a very big part. He's not going to get bounced out, and then something happened to him when he's not there. You know, it could something could happen to him when he's in office. Who knows? But I think I believe from the people what they said, he's going to go forward. And I don't know how big the group is. There are many, but you know, also I was able to briefly get in touch with a victim that that played a part in this. Well, not necessarily in the report per se, but. He did say this. He was like, you know, Smith isn't going to back down. Let's just put it that way. Smith is going to is going to go forward with this. Let's let's. Let, I guess well, that's a good place to leave off for now because I mean, this every update gets bigger than the next, and uh, I didn't think that we'd be concentrating on a small little cut out of Utah um, leading up to election night in, in this way, but that's I guess that's what we're doing. Um, thank you, guys. Is all this going to be up on your, your website soon? I just really want to quickly put that out there so people can go and read on their own and we can move on tonight. Uh, okay, addressing that, we're, as we get deeper into this case, and we make more and more connections, it's going to be harder and harder for us to report because okay. these people that we're getting in touch with, they know we have a blog. So now it's kind of been alluded to where, you know, hey, don't put that up. So, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put the, the links up for the, the reports. They're there, you wanna get them from Provo, get them from Provo. I kind of, you know, we don't wanna step on anybody's case, we don't want to step on work that's being done or it's already been done and this can somehow jeopardize it, that's not what we're trying to do. We usually, you know, the blog is secondary for us once we're involved and, and we're, we're getting involved so quick that eventually all the updates are going to stop and we're just going to have to do what we usually do and, you know, that's it, we have to, we have to kind of leave it, leave it on that note. But Rob, one thing for you, my man. Hmm. Uh, I'm not a big ESPN guy, but I will watch their 30 and 30s because they do a good job on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to air this week or next. Unrivaled. It's the they brought back all the main players, and they did interviews today. So not back in the day, but how you know they're much older now. 
with the war that went on between the Avalanche and the Red Wings. Oh, that's got to be great. I remember, you remember what, that? Of course I do. I mean, just as a hockey fan, I mean, that was incredible. When uh, Claude Lemieux destroyed that, was it Chris Draper's face? <laughs> oh. Chris, 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 Chris Draper's one of the guys they brought back. Oh, it's going to be oh, the nice. trailer. You are, you are going to be amazed at how good the trailer looks. You're, it's going to pump you up so much. Yeah, I mean, I, one of my buddies was a Red Wing fan, too. So, uh, for sure, at that time, it was awesome. And then uh, I remember uh, when when the payback after Claude Lemieux, what was it, uh, McCarty, like, and then, like, Lemieux, they were like, he's such a punk because he turtled, he wouldn't step up and face the music. But I saw years later, he was like, no, I, I was knocked out on the first punch. <laughs> I wasn't trying to turtle. It was I was knocked out. <laughs> so, I mean, that was a war. I mean, that's... Hockey is definitely. I mean, I know women play, girls. That, that's a man's game. So, well, it, that was you know that was like the last great rivalry before like you know you're never able to, you're never going to be able to you know to uh, I call it the sissification of sports. Oh. You know, baseball, basketball, football in a way, but hockey you're never going to be able to take it all out. Yeah, uh, exactly. You it's can't. always going to be tough. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. I really wanted you to know about that. Oh, I can't. I, I'll definitely be watching that. I haven't watched. A, I haven't right. watched a thirty and thirty in a long. The whoops, that's the wrong thing. That's not Chris Ann Hall. I haven't watched a thirty and thirty in a long time. But man, I wish. I wish I. I mean, that's something that you can watch because you were there. You, you saw yeah. it. Oh yeah. It might still be entertaining for me to the goalies to, fight to learn. Oh, incredible you to learn a story. I remember watching that entire series out, and it was some of the most exciting, passionate hockey I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> well, then maybe I'll check it out. Then who the hell knows? That'll be another one of our film I, nights. Oh, I, I think it's. I think it's like six episodes or something like something crazy. Oh, it's going to be wait. awesome, man. It's oh, going to be cool. awesome. Thank you, Frank and Jim. It's great to have you on again. You're doing uh, you're doing wonderful and grueling work, but it's, it's very interesting to listen to what you guys are going through and and your methods are 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 uh, I don't know. It's like we are on the outside of a True Detective mm-hmm. uh, series. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, Frank. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Oh, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. No worries. No worries. Look, as far as the subject matter goes, we know there's some darkness and. You know, what we've seen or read about Finders and Dutroux and Franklin, all of this stuff, right? And Wiener. <laughs> Wiener. And the whole thing that's common to that is case closed, right? We're reading about it and shocking. And, and even this is what, you know, Frank was saying is I'm not even going to go. And so uh, it's what's just the difference is, is this is, you know, this is not case closed. So. I would just say it would be I, I just hope for the truth to come out and to shine through and for, and for that to be known because we've been talking for a long time about what could really unify people what could really everybody would get behind right mm-hmm. so uh, I just pray for the for the truth to shine through whatever it may be in this case hey, in this life or the next right in this life. Yes. You know, I mean, in you could say, you could say, like, yeah, in the next. No, 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 no. Specifically, in this life, here and now. Um, before we go away, 
I have to do the 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 badass of the night. It's 9.03, so just a couple more seconds. Let me thank some people real quick. Citizen Chuck says, I don't think you can drive through Wyoming on I-80 without taking out a few prairie dogs. They're downright suicidal. <laughs> thank you so much for that, Chuck. It's great to have you out there. Um, I would love to drive through Wyoming one day, though. I really would. I want to be in that, that part of the country. Um seeing the sights, even if it's just a whole lot of nothing. I just want to be surrounded by it. Um, Trish says, this catches me up to the end of this month. One dollar per day. Enjoyment. God bless you. Oh, Trish, thank you so much. You're very, very, very kind. Thank you. Albert Frederick is back. Says, the cognitive dissonance at this point literally disgusting still wondering why mark twain was jaded at the end i think the <laughs> band would sound like stick figure i think the band would sound like stick figure which band what mark twain's band i don't i don't You're get referencing that uh, one of the marijuana that we're not getting yeah it's like maybe one of the marijuana strains i don't know um one of those strains would sound like stick figure I love stick figure. Uh, Mr. Smith says the Zell brothers need to put up on the website a white board with the red lines and pics and small little messages to help a public see how things are connected. Maybe one day they will, and I hope that they publish something one day, a picture book, or maybe they get a contract with a, uh, a, a, produ a production company that's actually pretty based and willing to tell a true story, not, not uh, you know, not trying to... Like, for example, when we did Sons of Sam together, Rob, with Netflix, still mm -hmm. very compelling. Mm -hmm. But, of course, they always have to add that little bit of a doubt of, you know, was was Terry really, you know, was this... Over-obsessed and everything. And right. But then yeah, that was... What's crazy is that, you know, <laughs> about that, because I, I told you, that had like a... Because my parents lived in Yonkers at the time, right? That's where I... I it was I was born in 79 so just just after that right but they lived in Yonkers at the time and then once we did the show that night my mother texts me and she's like oh yeah your father and I used to go down to Untermeyer Park and look at the satanic like stuff under there it was like a big like it was a thing that like people <laughs> I was like really what you were this close to not being around <laughs> and then you hear what he's saying about over here I know in I the mean, 80s I'm, and 90s okay so I'm I'm here I'm here I'm on Westchester Avenue I'm on I'm I'm riding my bike to the comic book store. I know exactly where he's talking. I mean, he told me what 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 address pops up in this town in right. those reports. Yeah. And and let me tell you something, Rob. That is right next to a park where I when we were talking about our little what are strange things you would see in the woods thing. Mm -hmm. There's a little strip of woods by the park where this house is. And I said we, we would go in there sometimes, me and me and my my buddies, like middle school age or whatever. And this is where we would find the 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 paper mache forest floors full of porn, right? Which is always amazing, the, odd. I told you when I and when I came from Catholic school to public school, we had woods behind and we had a bomb shelter. For whatever reason, you had the random stairs and the same thing. You had just stacks of porn in an elementary school. Makes mm. you wonder. It does. Yeah. Captain Cass Iron says, hello, Frank and Rob. Hope all is well. Great show tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you to Selling the Farm on Rumble. And thank you to everybody. Robert Sarns, Witchy Poo, uh, Doug Simmy, and also to, to, to Sexy Dad 77 I, I didn't mean that about go F yourself. 
I was just it was it was a joke. It was like you know, you tell us not to smoke to, to swear. It's unintelligent, and we tell you to go yeah. fly a kite. It's whatever. Anyway, thank you all so much. I'm releasing the scratching over there right now, and then. We go into the last one. Patriot Angie for Liberty says, Love that you and Rob are mindful, which is a huge part of dialectical behavior therapy. Being present and aware of your own thoughts, feelings, body sensations, as well as your own surroundings and others. You guys are great. Much love. Thank you. That's from Rockfin. Thank you so much, Angie. It's wonderful to have you out there. And now, Rob, we have our badass of the night. I was looking through what we had. I think you actually really will like this person. So here we go. That's some badass shit. It's pretty badass. That's right. So it's me, it's Rob, and it's the badass of the night. Who is it? Ching She. That's right. Tonight's badass, with a lot of women this week, badass tonight is Ching She, one of the most successful female pirates in history. During her active years as a pirate lord in the early 19th century, she commanded the famous Red Flag Fleet which consisted of over 1,800 ships and 80,000 male and female pirates. Under her rule, Chinese pirates became invincible, resisting attacks from every major naval power of her time. Ching She was born in 1785 in an unknown location and spent her youth and young adulthood as a prostitute in Chinese uh, Chinese city of Canton. Uh, Her lifestyle changed dramatically in 1801 when she married Zhang Yi, the famous pirate captain that be- that came from a long and prosperous family of pirates. Before marrying her, Zheng Yi managed to unite every major Chinese pirate organization into the Red Flag Fleet. But after his death in 1807, she managed to maneuver herself into a place of power and took control over the entire organization. Under her rule, the Red Flag Fleet flourished. Its incredible power enabled it to pillage and raid every town and ship between Macau and Canton. I, I, I mean, I guess this is badass now. It's not badass if you're being pillaged and raided by her. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm still trying. Well, first of all, I'm trying to figure out how do you have a photograph? Is that a drawing? That's It's got to be a photograph. Well, 18, she died in 1844. There was, you know, we, we have, it's possible. Okay. It's possible. Okay. Um, and she was only 69, so, and you know Chinese don't age, so yeah. th- she could have been... <laughs> Especially Chinese pirates. Okay. Yeah. Well, let, yeah, let's see. Um, uh, the fear she inflicted on the pirate crews ensured that she had the final word in every raid decision and all captured wealth and presence uh, presented to her before it was divided up with the pirates. Here's the last conclusion here. After several years... The Chinese government came to the conclusion that the military forces, even with the combined help of England and Portugal, would never defeat Xi's pirate operation and finally issued an amnesty for all pirates who were willing to return to the shore as free citizens. Xi took advantage of this, negotiating pardon for herself and the vast majority of her fleet, and managed to retain all of her personal wealth. Qing Shi spent the remainder of her life operating her gambling house, of course, Mahjong, <laughs> Un- until her death in 1844 at the age of 69. So that is a pirate's life for her. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Prostitute, gambler, pillaging. And to be so good at it that the Chinese were like, all right, you can keep everything. Just stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. They have it. 
Well, Rob, it was great yeah. to have you back again, man. I guess the Chinese don't get credit for their seafaring abilities. Right. And I've learned this from my teacher because him and I would always have a very respectful, I was always respectful, but certainly a little bit of uh, ball breaking on, uh, on my part about Western uh, abilities and things and contributions to uh, <laughs> humanity. And, and, of course, he was a very... Uh, you know, proud Chinese or whatever, and I was like, "Well, I mean, you know, hey, you know, say what you want, but we <laughs> went around the world, blah blah blah, and and you know, of course, they would always talk about Italians. We taught the world how to eat, whatever. Don't tell me walks or anything like that. You know what I mean? And I know Marco Polo, blah blah blah. And so then he was just like one time, and I was talking about how, you know, the the Western the world was united by this ideology and, and this thing of exploration and going. And he was just, he looks at me and he's like, well, you know, in Ireland, they found uh, Chinese characters that are like thousands of years old. I remember this. Yep. And I was like, fair enough. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, it's just, he's like Chinese mentality though. They're not looking for, at the time, you know, imperialism, right? It was a different. The Chinese in ancient Ireland. Well, they found hier supposedly found hieroglyphics in uh, in like Mexico City or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Egyptian hieroglyphs. Or I don't know. I always I always love hearing about that. People that should have never been anywhere, but in their part of the world, they've actually been everywhere. Yeah. And it, it always goes back to that other thing there too. You know, Genesis and the beginning of it all was Genesis just one of many great resets. Yeah. You know, how many times has the world been completely... Six? <laughs> I don't know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for tonight. Tomorrow is Friday, so we'll do our 7 to 8.45-ish kind of a thing that we have there. And then Book Club. We're getting to the end of Malachi Martin's Windswept House. It is so good. So thank you all so much. Rob, thanks again for tonight. Uh, please, everybody, go to kungfuchannel.com. If you can't find it anywhere, you can find it on the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv. So, and if you forget... They're watching on the internet. I know. You don't have to explain the internet to them. Kungfuchannel.com. You'd be surprised what you have to explain to people, Rob. Fair enough. All right. That's it. Good night, everybody. Wonderful, wonderful time with you all. And, uh, and that's the way it is. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a wonderful audience, live audience. And now our super chatter, starting with Captain Cast Iron, Mr. Smythe, Albert Frederick, Trish Ah, Citizen Chuck, Albert Frederick again, Stostube, Shake and Bake, Hello Kitty, Yes Cacao, and the audience. Thank you so much for that, Justin. It really made our night, and it really made Theo's night and day too thank you so much t cross mountain lover 88 just because summer 71 and joe rastafari we'll see you tomorrow night